Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on TBR Media's network. My name is Jared, chief editor of TBR Media, and we have got a jam-packed, news-heavy episode for you. There's a lot happening in the world of cinema. We have new shows releasing new trailers every day, and so today on this episode, we're going to be talking about Regal Cinema's unfortunate closures. We're going to be talking about The Last of Us premiere numbers, a new Michael Jackson biopic, and also some news in the horror realm surrounding Megan 2 and Skinnamarink. Later in the episode, we are also going to be diving into all the Scream 6 goodies that we got yesterday with the release of the first official full-length trailer for Scream 6. All of that and more on today's episode. Without further ado, let's get into the news. If you'd like to support our show, consider joining the crew by subscribing to our Patreon. Every dollar counts towards commission for our contributors and improving our network. Membership to our Patreon grants you different perks depending on what part of the crew you opt into. If you're someone who likes behind-the-scenes content, our director's crew has access to a close friends group on Instagram, as well as a special Discord server. Meanwhile, the producer crew is gifted discounted merch codes and exclusive video discussions, reviews, and vlogs. For the executive producers that go above and beyond, we send a little care package their way to say thanks. Whether you're looking to gain early access to video content or listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Close Up, you can find it all on our Patreon page. Membership is a critical metric that we use to indicate the success of our network. We know that we can count on you for some support. Head over to patreon.com slash theboroughmedia to sign up. TBR Media is your movie refuge. And today's headlines come from Deadline, Variety, Sci-Fi Wire, and also Vulture. Emancipation's Antoine Fuqua to direct a Michael Jackson biopic for Lionsgate. The script will be written by John Logan, and the film will be produced by Graham King, who turned the Freddie Mercury Queen story into the blockbuster Oscar Best Picture-nominated Bohemian Rhapsody. GK Films will produce alongside the co-executors of Jackson's estate. Sources told Deadline that the film will undoubtedly make the most of Jackson's musical accomplishments and recreation of seminal career highlights, beginning with the days he fronted the Jackson 5 as a child, to his hit-making work as the biggest musical star in the world as an adult. HBO's The Last of Us drew a healthy number of viewers on Sunday night, the video game adaptation. Starring Pedro Pascal drew 4.7 million viewers across Linear and HBO Max. It marked the second largest debut after House of the Dragon since Boardwalk Empire launched in 2010. The Game of Thrones spinoff made history last year by premiering with 9.986 million viewers across Linear and HBO Max, the largest audience for any new original series in the history of the pay case. The premiere numbers were nearly double the season 2 debut night for Euphoria, which recorded 2.4 million last January, but HBO said Sunday night viewership typically represents 20-40% of the show's total gross audience per episode. 
In some sad news, Regal Cinemas, the second largest chain of movie theaters in the US, will close 39 locations after its parent company, Cineworld, filed for bankruptcy in late September, according to legal filings obtained by Variety. Cineworld, uh, Regal's parent company, operates 747 locations and over 9,000 screens in 10 countries. And for those of us locally here in Omaha, Nebraska, yes, that does indeed mean that Omaha Stadium 16 will be closing down shortly. But all good things must come to an end sometime, but not Megan, as the sequel, Megan 2.0, has been set for 2025 with Allison Williams and Violet McGraw returning. Jason Blum of Blumhouse said, quote, After I saw the first movie, we had a good sense that a sequel might really work, so we broke our cardinal rule and we started talking about a sequel before the movie was released. And, you know, it's no surprise that they would want a sequel to Megan. Uh, we're going to move into the box office portion of this episode because Megan slayed at its second weekend in a row with an additional $21 million at the box office last weekend. Now, the domestic total for Megan stands at $60 million. Internationally, Megan scared up an extra $34 million, easily placing the release over the $90 million mark and on its way to a worldwide haul of $100 plus million. And what can I say? It's a really good start to 2023 for horror, as Skinamarink makes an impressive $1 million in partial release. Skinamarink might be about two siblings' nightmare scenario, but its box office earnings are the stuff of dreams. The viral experimental horror film crossed the $1 million line at the box office according to a January 19th press release, just six days into a partial release. But consider this, Skinamarink was made with a production budget of just $15,000, which is about as indie as indie gets. Math says the movie made out with 67 times its budget, outpacing all industry estimates. And if Skinamarink isn't playing in a theater near you, uh, just keep in mind that it will be coming to Shudder in the next couple of weeks. It will stream exclusively on the streaming platform February 2nd, 2023, but if you'd rather see it in theaters, you can get your tickets now if it's playing near you. This is another massive win for indie horror following in the wake of Damien Leon's slasher Terrifier 2 making $12.8 at the US box office this past Halloween. And that concludes your last week's news update. Have you checked out our YouTube channel yet? That's where we upload video reviews of the latest TV shows and movies, stream gaming content on occasion, and recently, we've started doing in-depth video essay analysis. We have a goal to reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and we need your help to get there. We'd like to celebrate by doing something special for all of our subscribers if we hit this goal. And we'll rely on you to help decide what we end up doing. To find us, simply search at The Borough Media on YouTube. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a like and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. TBR Media is your movie refuge.
The new trailer for Scream 6 gives a better look into the terror Ghostface will cause while hunting Sam, Tara, and their friends in New York City. The upcoming Scream installment will also feature the return of legacy character Gail Weathers, as well as a franchise favorite Kirby Reed. The pair will team up with the Carpenter sisters and other allies as a new Ghostface killer wrecks havoc after targeting the survivors outside of Woodsboro. Obviously, the movie has all of the previous survivors from Scream 5, including Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Mason Gooding, and Jasmine Savoy Brown. And as mentioned, Hayden Panettiere and Courtney Cox are both back. And what an amazing cast this has been thus far. I'm excited to see what happens in New York City. It looks so fresh. And when we got that teaser trailer back a few weeks ago, one thing that really stood out to me um, about that was the theatrics of it all. I went to see Megan, and they had that teaser trailer playing before the movie. And I, I've got to say, like, as someone who, you know, it maybe didn't hit the initial time um, watching it on my phone, certainly in the theater it did. And once again, uh, just like when I went to see Halloween Kills and the first trailer for Scream um, 5 had premiered, there's a lot of theater buzz when talking about Scream 6 in this property, making its prospects for making that $40 million debut that's projected right now pretty easy to hit. And I honestly, at this rate, wouldn't be surprised if we end up surpassing the $40 million mark. So a couple of things that we see. Uh, we had a little clip um, yesterday. Actually, this would have been on Wednesday. Um, of Ghostface in the bodega. And wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this movie seems vastly different than anything that has come before. You have Ghostface wielding a shotgun this time around. And it's just so tense. Um, you know, you're kind of crawling over this glass to avoid Ghostface as he's relentless. And he does not care about the other customers in the bodega. He is there to hunt Sam and Tara, and it's very clear what their intentions are. And, um, you know, I just put myself in the perspective of them walking over that glass to try and escape, and uh, it's frightening. You also see Sam, who is still struggling with her past, figuring out who she is and what that dark side really means. And I have a feeling that this trilogy of films, if we end up getting a seventh, is really going to be Sam's story, which I initially was hesitant about after Scream 5. Not that I didn't like Melissa Barrera and her performance, or even the character itself, but I really did feel like we were setting Tara up to be an important character. But with all the marketing materials, you know, that, that teaser poster that we got a few weeks ago um, of the New York subway lines... And all roads leading back to Sam Carpenter. Clearly, this is her story. And moving forward, I'm very curious to see how that darkness overtakes her. Um, you know, Billy Loomis being her father is, it was a nice twist in Scream 5. And I'm just curious to see what they're going to do, especially because it seems like a lot of what we're doing here is mirroring Scream 2. And, you know, after all, she is the granddaughter of of, you know, Debbie Loomis. And that is super interesting to dive into. And I couldn't think of a better way to do it. 
You know, you have that mask, which is so menacing, the old disheveled mask that's cracking. And uh, what is the significance of that mask? Are we going to see multiple killers? Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that because, you know, there is one part of this trailer where we see a layer, a layer of all of the memorabilia that we could ever imagine as Scream fans. You had, you know, Tatum Riley's outfit. You had the TV um, that fell on Stu. You had all of the Ghostface costumes and so, so, so much more in that footage. And uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to, you know, play into the story. Kirby is officially back. We finally get a couple of scenes with Kirby. Um, it's not much, but they're keeping her role really under wraps here. Samara Weaving was also in the trailer. I have a feeling, you know, she's in one frame. I have a feeling that Samara Weaving is our opening kill, in fact. And it's going to take place out on the streets of New York, which is brutal. <laughs> but it again, it, it's mirroring the kill in Scream 2 that was so public and kind of broke that immersion, the the feeling of being safe in a theater. And, you know, of course, there have been so many incidences in American history where you go to a concert, you get shot, you go to, you know, a movie, you get shot. And so Scream 2 in the 90s was really taking that idea of not being safe anywhere and really going full-fledged with it. Scream 5 did a very similar thing with the um, kills of Judy and Wes Hicks out in the suburbs, you know, br broad daylight, you're supposed to be safe and yet you're not. Um, but it seems like they're taking that idea and they're just going full force with it, which I really do like. Scream 6 also is giving Gail Weathers her first real phone call. Obviously, the killer called her phone in Scream 2, um, but she kind of passed that around and didn't really talk to the killer very much. And this trailer gives us a hint of what we can expect with Ghostface um, and how vicious he can be. It seems like this iteration of Ghostface is really just trying to eliminate who he wants to eliminate. It, it doesn't seem like there's very much playing around this time. Um, he's still doing the phone calls, so obviously there is an element of Scream still somewhere in there, but at the same time, they're doing something entirely different, it feels like, here. Uh, and I can't help but worry for our legacy characters especially. Um, though I do think that Gail Weathers will ultimately make it out of this movie. Um, it's good to see her finally get some screen time. This one feels, again, reminiscent to Scream 2, where Gail Weathers really was a central plot. Um, you know, she was embedded deep in the story and deep in the mystery trying to solve it. And I really feel like the images that we've seen, everything that we've seen leading up to this indicates that she has a much larger role in this movie. And I can't wait to see what that eventually is. Um, she does try a Dewey move from 2022's Scream, but it doesn't work. She fires off, you know, several rounds into a door trying to take out the killer. But of course, the killer's not dead. Uh, he dodges and manages to attack her. So it's giving off very much the same energy from Dewey's kill in the last movie. You also have a more powerful ghost face, which we kind of touched on a little bit. But Kirby mentions earlier in the trailer that, quote, this isn't like any other ghost face, hinting that this will probably be the toughest group to try and overcome. There is a cult element. I can't help but to feel a cult element to this movie. Like, like this is a group of people who are... They're not even super fans. They almost... It's like 
they're not idolizing the stab movies like Scream 5. They're idolizing the actual killers. And, um, you know, you have that whole conversation that just occurred a few months ago with Jeffrey Dahmer's, um, you know, iteration on TV played by Evan Peters on Netflix. And I can't help but feel like Scream 6 is going in the direction of commenting on the societal fascination with serial killers. You know, I'm getting... I'm, again, I'm getting like cult vibes from this. Like this is a group of people who are idolizing the past killers. And if that's the route that we're taking here, that is utterly horrifying. You know, Tara, Chad, Mindy all went to New York City, um, presumably to attend Blackmore University. They all moved together after the trauma of the past film. Being in Woodsboro, they just couldn't take it any longer. They decide to move and go to college together from what it seems like. But you also have, you know, a whole new slew of characters with Jack Champion, Devin Nakoda, Liliana Liberato, all potential victims here. And, you know, I would say that we lose more than we save. There's also a couple of stills which make the Carpenter sisters look a little, little sus. Like, there are frames in this trailer, like if you pause just right, that make me worry about the psyche of our survivors and who we're supposed to be rooting for which is a really like interesting angle and surprising that they would include it in the trailer itself. But nonetheless, I'm excited to see where it goes. And the one thing that we were all praying would be in this movie, the chase scenes. And let me tell you, they have some actually frightening chase scenes. Of course, you have the bodega. You have what appears to be some kind of struggle in Gail's apartment or condo. You also have this really unique set piece with... Um, between two dorms, it looks like, with, where the survivors have essentially put out a ladder to try and make it across from one building to another. And, you know, they're both, you know, there's three people, two are holding the ladder, one's, you know, going across, Mindy's going across, and it, and it seems like a great opportunity for some shenanigans to ensue for a chase sequence. And what I'm getting more and more from this trailer is that this really is going to dive deeper into what we all loved about Scream 2, which was the viciousness, the darker tone, the um, extended chase sequences, you know, all of that is going to work super well in the context of being in a bigger city and a new environment. It's going to feel fresh. And when I saw this trailer, I was reminded of Kevin Williamson's comments over the last couple of weeks about how much he really appreciates what Radio Silence has done with Scream 6 and taking it in that fresh new direction. And so I'm excited to see what all we have. What did I miss in the trailer reaction? What stood out to you? Let us know down in the comments below. I'll put out a poll on Spotify so you're able to answer that there. Or, you know, just send us a DM. I know at this point you've heard a lot about our website, theboroughmedia.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review on your latest project, we've got you covered. Simply search theboroughmedia.com in your website browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world and we want to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. TVR Media is your movie refuge.
And like every week, we are going to break down what is new to TV and streaming this weekend for you to watch. Starting off with Are You the One back on Paramount Plus, which debuts on January 18th. So if you're listening to this, it debuted two days prior. But it's about a group of singles, all who have a perfect match. You know the rhyme and reason to this story. Um, You know, they took a break because of some allegations that came out in one of the seasons. They removed the season off of streaming, and now they are ready to move forward in a new transition. Obviously, I don't have to tell you all this because you're already watching it, but The Last of Us is back on Sunday night on HBO, and we can't wait to see it. We also have The Price of Glee, which is a three-part limited documentary series exploring the alleged darkness on the set of Ryan Murphy's 2009 musical mega-hit. It's now streaming on Discovery+, and now playing in theaters, we have Alice Darling on January 20th, starring Anna Kendrick, and that is playing in theaters exclusively, as well as Woman Talking, also out on January 20th, starring Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Francis McDormand. It's a stacked cast, and I've heard really, really positive things about Woman Talking. We also have Missing out on January 20th, starring Nia Long and Storm Reed. It's from the filmmakers behind Searching, if you remember that movie. It has kind of a similar vibe to it, but it does look like a pretty interesting thriller, so I might even be checking that out. Also out, uh, Vanessa Kirby, Anthony Hopkins, and Hugh Jackman with Laura Dern and a bunch of other people are starring in The Sun, playing in theaters exclusively. And so those are the few limited things that you have to look forward to this weekend. Um, Again, we're in kind of a lull in between now and Ant-Man Quantumania, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy what you watch. Check out The Last of Us on HBO. It's an enthralling TV show, even from the one episode that I've seen, and I can't wait to see where the series takes us from here. So... Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you share it on all your social media platforms. Make sure you download each episode, uh, listen to it the whole way through. Also, please, please, please check out our Patreon campaign over on patreon.com slash Media. We would really appreciate the support over there. It keeps us 100% ad-free at the moment, and we're loving every second of it, uh, bringing content that we want to make to you. Coming up here on the Borough Media, we have um, plenty of things, really, uh, in the next few weeks. Ren will be hosting the podcast all of February for Black History Month. She has some really interesting conversations lined up there, so stay tuned for that in February. We also just dropped our Best of 2022 video. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. You all voted for all of the titles that we did in that whole entire series, so please make sure to go over to youtube.com slash Media to find everything there that we've been recently making. We will continue to do The Last of Us Rapid Reviews uh, wherever you watch short-form content, you know, whether it be TikTok, uh, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels. We're going to be on all of those every week talking about The Last of Us. We will have a close-up episode exclusively for patrons listed at some point in the next week, as well as a film commentary where we'll be diving into either the Banshees of Inisherin, or we might also do the original Knives Out before the end of the month. And you can listen to that exclusively on Patreon at the executive producer tier. So I encourage you to do that. But with all that down and out of the way, thank you all so much for listening to this episode and we will see you next week. 